This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. According to the National Museum of American History, in 1901, James Gibb, an Englishman, discovered celluloid balls in the United States, and he found them perfect for the play of ping pong, jolly old chap. Flash forward a little more than 120 years in Canton, Ohio, it was a ping pong ball and some, hmm, red solo cups at a booth of the Fantasy Football Expo where I met this week's guest. Fittingly, from a site called Fantasy Six Pack. Welcome to Fantasy Football Origin Stories, where each episode is a journey back in time to explore the unique experiences of some of the coolest and most influential people in the fantasy football industry. I'm your host, Arnie Chapman, also known as the Football History Dude. Now, I love fantasy football, and I want you to come along with me to explore the yesteryear of the armchair gridiron. So hop on board my DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. This time was some stuff with DeLorean? The date is... Well, I don't know what date it is. It's just sometime at the beginning of 1902, and we're in St. Louis, Missouri. Or we're somewhere in any kind of bar... All around America. I would say it's uh, beginning of the year we're going to watch a Super Bowl, but this is 1902. And we just heard this news. Anheuser-Busch just brewed one million barrels of beer last year for the first time and is now easily the largest brewer in America. Hmm. 1901. Anheuser-Busch goes for one million barrels. The same year that James Gibb found the celluloid balls and then they determined that it would be better for ping pong. That would ultimately become beer, I mean, ping pong balls? Then we talked to a dude from Fantasy Six Pack on this week's episode? Just saying. Maybe it's all a coincidence, but maybe it's not. James Gibb kind of sounds like Jameer Gibb. Again, just saying. But welcome to Fantasy Football Origin Stories. And I promise this truly is a fantasy football show. Not a beer commercial. But if they want to be our sponsorship, I guess we'll take it. Works for me. But it's just fitting because I literally met this week's guest by playing beer. Well, it really wasn't beer pong. It was just ping pong balls with an empty cup. But I met this week's guest by playing pong at a booth at the Fantasy Football Expo this past year to win a hat, which now I got this hat. We talked about that in an interview and a six month subscription to Fantasy Six Pack. The subscription is premium quality. And I think you should probably go take a look at it after this interview. You gotta, I gotta listen to the interview first, gotta buy in. But to get there, you go to fantasysixpack.net. Again, this is a premium fantasy football site, but you'll find out from this week's guest and the word number six, but it's not just all about football. They have all sorts of other sports over there as well. And speaking of this week's guest, we have the co-founder, Joe Bond. And we'll learn more about him in a little bit here. But first, got to give you a quick update for the SHN Listener League. Last week, my Lions put a beat down on those Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field, mind you not. But yours truly had Sun God, Big Hutch, and Laporta in the lineup. Not horrible by any means, but I didn't have Mr. I'm going to be questionable and then have a career high workload, David Montgomery, in my lineup because I made my lineup a little bit before I even knew that he was going to play. So, first off, rookie mistake, make sure that you know who's going to play. But second, 
I mean, I don't know if I would have played him anyways because I had those other guys locked and loaded to begin with. But again, SHN Listener League is free and we're playing over on Tailgate Fantasy Sports. To learn more or to sign up, even if it's in the middle of the year, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash tailgate. And with that, let's head into learning more about Fantasy Six Pack with Joe Bond. Wait a second. Just hit me. I can't believe I didn't make a James Bond reference. I'll do that now, Goldeneye, all that other stuff. But seriously, let's get into this interview with Joe Bond. Actually, we met first at the uh, at the booth there at the Fantasy Football Expo. I did the little beer pong thing, and I won a hat. Oh, I don't have my hat on. It's yes, way back there. Yes, you probably yes. can't see it. There we go. It's uh, <laughs> there. Got you hanging out in the corner way up there. Oh, nice, yeah. man. Oh, yeah, I, I, one? You even told me, you're like, yeah, when I was there, uh, every, everybody, I did a poll, and they're like, well, I'd rather have a shirt, and then everybody was grabbing hats that day, you said. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, we did a, I did a whole, like, Twitter poll, and I was asking people on Slack and Discord, and I was like, if you guys had to choose between a hat or a shirt, what would you pick? Man, and it was like 70-30 shirts. So, that's like the ratio I did. And then, like, we had two hats left within the first like hour and a half, and I'm like, "What?" Yeah, it actually hell? works out for me because I, I didn't like, have many right. hats, and now I, after the convention, I got like three or four of them up there and everything, so I can always just throw one on anytime. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, um, so this the the whole premise of the show is we're going to be just going over your history of like how you got into you know fantasy six pack, but then just go back in time and such like that a little bit too. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. One of the f- first things I always do yeah. is I ask the Guess okay. So first, what is your? Uh, I guess you could say, what team are you loyal to, or if you even have a team that you're loyal to anymore? Um. So if we're talking f- NFL team, um, <laughs> I took a break for a little bit, but it's the uh, now Washington Commanders. Um. So grew up in the D.C. area and went to the then Redskins season you know season games we had season tickets as a family and um so just grew up a diehard Redskins fan and then it wasn't because they were losing I mean that happens right I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that but Snyder just I could not root for the man or anything he had his hands on um after all the allegations came out from him and just the dude's you know this is a little scumbag, right? So couldn't do it. So now that he's gone, I'm back. Um, I, find, you know, I bought myself a commander's hat, and uh, you know, I, I think uh, I think the future's bright for them. It's going to take a little while to kind of get things on the back on the right track, but uh, it's yeah. I mean, good as so you mentioned that with the whole Schneider and stuff, I, I can't, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. I think it was Preston Marshall. Was he the, not their founder, but like purchased him, and he was kind of a d-bag two back in the days weird that when you think about nation's capital and two of the kind of scummiest owners <laughs> you don't have to put like corollary and everything well there's a lot of there's a lot of scummy people in dc right yeah i mean i so, may or may not have been leading um, into that one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so i'm a lions fan i don't know if we just i, I might have had is. my bird Sanders jersey on the day that we met but here's the coaster oh so uh i always let every guest know i'm whole hardcore lions and like you oh, said cool. i'm never gonna leave them well, you might have remembered uh, Dave Eddy at the expo. He was sitting. He's a really tall guy that was behind the booth for Probably us. Probably talked to him um, about it too. He's a huge Lions fan. 
You probably yeah, did. I might have yeah. even asked him to come on the show because I have to talk to somebody. I don't get to talk to too many Lions fans on here, even though the last guest was uh, <laughs> the fantasy football dad. He's out of Boston area, but he's actually a Lions fan. Go figure because of Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop, when he wore that coat. He When he was a kid, he saw that jacket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So. Uh, yeah, movie, I mean, man. it's something reference. that like you don't think about. Is why would you be a Lions fan from Boston? But then that came up. Like, oh, okay, I can get it because I because he was there. He would have been at the age of before Barry Sanders was in his was there. So it's not like he was rooting for him initially. Sure, there's Billy Sims before then, but mm-hmm. you're talking like even before that time frame. But uh, I mean, so you you said you kind of took a break. You're kind of coming back into it. What just because now you're trying to follow it again, or just uh, what is it? The whole. I just didn't root for them. I didn't watch the games unless they were like the prime time game or they happen to be on red zone. Um, you know, usually what my Sundays look like is I've got red zone on and then I've got a second TV on with the commanders game on. Uh, but I just, I had no rooting interest in that team. I did not care what happened to them uh, for probably about four ish years here. It was, <laughs> it was a weird feeling to like not have a rooting interest for a team. Um, I mean, like the my diehardness has probably fallen off a little bit because I do get myself kind of sucked into the fantasy, you know, of everything. And so, um, but I do find myself rooting for him. Like when you know this this past week, right, the Eagles game, like when they scored that tying touchdown, man, like my family heard me upstairs. You know, like it, it felt good to do that again. It's been a while. Yeah, it's something that now you're talking to, again, a Lions fan that this past Thursday night, so for the listener of the show, this is the, uh, let's see here, Monday after we beat the Packers in Lambeau Field and we just crushed them, but whatever. And we- it was just one of those things that at the <laughs> time of it, I mean, now that we're three and one, I, it almost, in my lifetime, I've never really experienced it because I was too young when we were in 91 when we won that playoff game, the one playoff game since 57 that we won. But uh <laughs> Uh, We ended up losing to somebody that like that team technically doesn't exist anymore (laughs) by name status and everything like that. That may or may not have dominated us, but yeah. Super Bowl champions. (laughs) (laughs) But then, so it's just a different feeling, but I found myself not because of the same reason as you, but I found myself not paying attention as much to the Lions game. And I've talked about this on the show of fantasy football somewhat took over. It's like all you do is box scroll watch or you watch the the apps on the phones and all that type of stuff. So I've been able to this year more so, and it's easier when they're winning to just put it down. Sure, I'd check it during maybe halftime quarters plays and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm into it more than I would have been in the, you know, before kind of thing. Yeah. Lions yeah are well, it's easy right when you have the fight in Dane Campbell's and everything like that. But so we brought you on this show for fantasy football, yeah, not to talk about why we don't want to talk about the Lions losing ah, to the good. skins back in 91 and all that stuff. We're going to talk about the f- <laughs> what's the first memory you have of fantasy football playing it or just hearing about it. Uh, so yeah, man, it was like my sophomore year in college, um, or maybe my junior year. I kind of, I kind of forget exactly what year, but, uh, I just remember like somebody, one of my friends was like, Hey, you want to play this thing called fantasy football? And I was like, well, yeah, sure, man. What is it? And, uh, you know, they explained it and I was like, yeah, whatever, man. And, uh, they were like, all right, sign up, create this account, log into this Yahoo league. And, um, Nobody knew what they were doing back then. And it, we actually did an auto draft. So a complete full auto draft. Um, and I remember I ended up getting like Steve McNair and like guys like that, you know, like, I mean, Joe Horn, man, like we're, this is back in like 2002. So, I mean, those were like the studs, right? And, and, uh, 
Yeah, it was. Uh, I ended up getting second place in the league. Um, and I'll tell you, man, like I fell in love with it right away because when I was a kid, like I used to open up the newspapers and like read the box scores. And like when I played video games, man, I like I stat hunted and like tried to do all that stuff. So that was right up my alley, man. I was like, wait, there's a game that you literally just have to know about the stats. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I was hooked. You right said away. it was like auto draft there from the beginning, but then as it started transitioning, did you ever get into like live drafts and stuff, or has it only been online? Oh well, yeah, no. So, uh, so what I mean by auto draft is we literally had the computer draft our entire league. So the first season everybody, because nobody knew what they were doing. Yeah. So, but yeah, of course. At this point, I mean, now I'm in. I don't. I don't auto draft any of my teams, <laughs> um, unless there's some sort of accident, uh, but. That hasn't happened in forever. So, yeah, I mean, I'm in a couple of leagues where we actually do draft in person, uh, if, if possible. We do have the online option for people. Um, but uh, most of my leagues online, slow drafts. You know, I'm in a Scott Fish and, you know, all these industry, you know, leagues that, that do kind of the slow draft type deal. Um, and, you know, all the all the best balls on underdog and things like that. So uh, lots of lots of leagues, lots of slow drafts, lots of online you know, live drafts, whatever. Um, too many of the cat. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually a, a super not fan of the slow draft. I just, I don't know if it's because I'm impatient or because I like the fact of trying to go pick my guy right away to make everybody else flustered and I'm okay with on the fly and I'm cool with going with the flow. I don't know what it is, but just those slow drafts, man, I, I don't like them too much. They're... They're not, I, I don't like them as much. I get it. Um, but I also understand why they exist. Like you, you take, you take something like Scott Fish, right? Where you're playing against people that live in California. You get playing against people that live in another country. Um, the only way to really do it is a slow draft. Like the time, the time difference and, and things like that is just, is too crazy to try to get people that are all over the place. And, you know, especially if it's like some sort of industry league. Most of the people that I'm that I'm friends with in the industry are in, you know, 10, 12, 15, 20 leagues, you know, and so I can't plan that many live drafts, even if it is online. So relying on the online on the slow portion of it is is key to get us into those types of into that. Yeah, I mean, it makes just time constraints. And when you're to like you said, it it makes perfect sense. It's just the. I don't know, the gamesmanship of it or something I'm not as, as much of a fan of. Uh, what about going back to your drafts? So I like to ask, what are your favorite? I don't know if it was like, they, people call them flag plant players or they call them favorite players of all time or someone that you just seem to fell in love with, always try to get them on your team throughout the years. <laughs> um, Keenan Allen lately has been a big favorite of mine. I know he's been, you know, off and on injured, but I always feel like he's super underrated and like we're seeing it this year, the deuce is a monster. Um, he's always been a guy who, who I have targeted heavily in, in leagues. Um, back in the day and man, I'm going to blank on his name. There, he was a saints running back who I just absolutely would go crazy. Over. Deuce. Um, oh man, he was McAllister who, Mark Ingram. No, I'm just trying to think of guys um, that were there. <laughs> yeah, it would have been like 
I don't even know. It would it probably would have been like Pierre Thomas. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Might have been Pierre Thomas. Well, Pierre Thomas was one. Um, he's actually another one. Now that you say it, um, yeah, I, I don't know. There, um, I'm trying to think of some other some other like favorites. What about like of homeschool mine? guys? You any? any um, you know, well, I guess they're not. They weren't commanders back then. But like, you, were you, were you ever that kind of guy? Like, oh man, I always want to get one of my players, my home team. No, actually, I kind of avoided it. Um, and, and you know, I mean, it didn't help that the you know back then the Redskins they just weren't good for the most part. But um, I would say I, I did have my fair share of Clinton Portis when he was on the team. I mean, he was a stud, man. The, the dude couldn't be stopped when when he was right. Um, but I mean, ultimately, like that team just didn't produce many many relevant fantasy players for a long time. So um, outside of like him and like um, Santana Moss, like, nah, <laughs> avoid, avoid the skins at all, at was, all possible. So Portis was actually drafted by Washington, then traded. Oh, he was the Denver. other way around tra- drafted by Denver. Yeah, they traded. Was that um, how Champ Bailey got involved? Uh, oh Champ man, Bailey. they got the raw end of that deal. Champ Bailey went <laughs> over to Denver. Yeah, Champ Bailey went over to Denver, and then the Skins ended up getting. I just Portis. imagine now in today's climate, um, where running backs don't really matter and can't get contracts, there's no way that you get a trade for like a top cornerback like that. <laughs> no, definitely not. Well, no, I mean now, now cornerbacks are you know, the game is completely right. changed. Um, but yeah, it's you would you would never you would never see anything like that. I am trying to look up the old uh, the old. Saints I mean, when you say it, here. I mean, of course, Reggie Bush, uh, but that's too big of a name. You'd probably remember him. And no, he was he was definitely not it. It was a guy who like kind of didn't really pop, and it might have actually been. Now that you said it, I think it is Pierre Thomas. Now that you say it, um, he was never like the guy, you know. Like, but man, when he got his opportunity, man, he was so good. Um, he was just kind of like steady and and he was. You could always get him super. I feel late like he was there during the Colston era. When Marcus Colson was at his heyday, if I remember correct. Um that sounds right. Like young Drew Brees time frame. Um yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, so he was there two thousand seven through twenty fourteen. I mean, he had a couple of years where he was over a thousand scrimmage yards. Um, I mean the dude was catching, you know, fifty passes couple of seasons caught 77 in 2013 yeah i mean the the saints (laughs) Um, won in like 2010 ish 2011 when they won that super bowl at somewhere around that time frame so yeah he would have been there in the middle of his career yeah i mean the the 2013 season where he caught the 77 passes it was pierre thomas and mark ingram um and then yeah receivers were you know jimmy graham and, and colston there you go uh, Lance Moore. Oh, good old like Lance so, Moore. Yeah, I remember was, uh, him too. Yeah, that takes me down. I remember, I remember a couple times that yeah, I had him on my team and like he pulled it out for me. A guy out of nowhere, like a, the waiver wire wonder dude. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Huh. Okay. Well, let's. You kind of made it earlier. You talk about 
you know, Washington traded uh, Portis and Denver and Champ Bailey maybe being the better end of that deal. Oh, I didn't show you this. So I'm not going to get up a way, way back. Oh, how do I do this here? Way, way back there. There's the DeLorean right there. So normally I, I normally I bring it oh, nice. to the camera with me. But yeah, you're going to go back in time in the DeLorean. You get one mulligan on maybe a trade or a draft pick you made that you're like, oh my gosh, if I could have done this differently, I would have been so much better off. Oh my gosh. Uh, so many. Um, can, can- <laughs> I've been playing for far too long. Um, What's that one that sticks in your crawl the most, though? I, I, man, I I honestly, with like picks, I mean, it's, it's, it's draft and forget, man. Like you can't, you can't do it. Like, I mean, I'm just in too many leagues now. Um, Trades though. Ooh, I'm trying to think. Trying to think of a. Well, I'll give you one that happened this past couple weeks ago. For me, then I uh, so speaking of Saints, I gave away Stefan Diggs, um, Samaje Pirine, and uh, some throwaway guy for Roshan Johnson, Chris Olave, and Elijah Mitchell because I figured the backup Roshan was about to take over and Olave. Uh, yeah, Diggs just put up a three burger for touchdowns and like 150 yards or something. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's that's definitely tough. Um, I don't know how much of like a regret it was, but I think I changed the balance of the league when I did it. Um, my team started out like it started out zero and three or something like that, and I was like, man, I I gotta do something. I had no depth. I had Julio Jones and one of you know like when he was still like mm-hmm. Julio Jones, and I traded him away for two, maybe even three like good players. I ended up almost making the playoffs, so it wasn't like totally regrettable. But I think the team that got Julio Jones just like steamrolled to the playoffs, and people were really pissed. <laughs> yeah, at it was one of those. <laughs> but like you know, at, at the same time, you know, I'm like, I, dude, I'm desperate. I'm trying, I'm trying to get into the playoffs myself. Uh, I'm not trying to be you know Owen Owen fifteen or whatever it is. So um, you know, it's, it's stuff like that where it it's hard, man. Um, you know, you're just trying to do anything you can to to get in um yeah i don't know i i don't i don't honestly remember a lot of my trades i mean i've just been playing for far too long and and honestly in a lot of leagues i'm in like we we don't really trade much anymore uh and nobody just really does for some reason we're all just sort of like we draft and just play the wire and things like that so some of the trades i've made back in the you know long time ago i don't i don't really remember them (laughs) well that's okay because you know like you you gave a bit of uh grit i always say gridiron knowledge nuggets from my other show the football history dude but so fantasy knowledge nuggets you said draft and forget don't like sit there and worry about it and regret it and all that kind of stuff just move on to next week kind of thing Um, which help us that helps us transition into the reason why we got you here you know so fantasy six pack um, we're going to take that DeLorean again, but I want, want you to kind of go back to maybe when you started kind of initially covering fantasy football in some way to the public, all the way up till the fantasy football expo where you met the football history dude. And now we're talking on this show. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it kind of links back to my initial fantasy football league. Right. And, um, about, 10 maybe maybe eight or so years after that um, i'm out of college and you know i've been in leagues with all my friends for a few years and typically i've been 
beating them most years out of not. And so, you know, we're all sitting there one night drinking some beers, watching sports center or something comes on about fantasy football. And they're like, Oh man, you should do that. Blah, blah. blah. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, whatever, man. And, uh, they're like, no, seriously, you should still your own site. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so I did. Uh, but how it comes full circle to that first league was the guy that I lost to. His name is Garrick Smith. He, uh, he was the initial person who ran the, and started the site with me. Um, he doesn't write for me anymore um, or write for the site anymore. Um, but yeah, he was, he was the one who he actually came up with the name fantasy six pack. Uh, you know, we were kind of going back and forth with names and he was like, well, we, we both like beer. And I was like, all right, well, let's not sound like total alcoholics. So what can we, how else could we kind of spin the six? And uh, he's like, uh, well, uh, what about six sports? I was like, sounds good to me. Let's do it. So, uh, you know, we, the, the, the thing behind fantasy six pack is that we cover six sports. So we have football, baseball, hockey, basketball. We do golf. It used to be like NASCAR and like we've, we've thrown in like premier league soccer before, but, um, now the six is kind of a, I guess we'll do college <laughs> sports. So we kind of have like, you know, five and a half, but anyway, um, but yeah, so it was back in like 2010, just kind of started my own blog and, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing with it. It was just for fun. It's kind of like, you know, it was always like, oh, I'll just do this and ESPN will find me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe not, but, uh, you know, it was always a fun dream kind of off and on for, you know, a few years going that. And then, um, yeah, just sort of powered through and what really propelled me to, um, where we are now is, you know, I was doing rankings on my site. That was my big thing. I did, I did fantasy football rankings and what I ended up doing, um, was, you know, I was just typing in like a list every single week and man, updating that list when I needed to update it every week or every, you know, daily during the week was brutal. And so I came across a site that was using the fantasy pros like widget tool. And I, like, if you go to our site now, that's what we use to display our rankings. And I finally, finally was like, I, I emailed them was like, Hey, can I get access to your rankings tool so that I can then publish it on my site so that, you know, it makes it a little easier for me to manage. Like I don't need to be part of this like ECR thing or whatever it is, but you know, this was back in like 2015 and I barely knew what it was. And they allowed me to do it. And then, then they were just like, oh, one year later, they threw me in the ECR. And if you don't know what ECR is, it's expert consensus rankings on fantasy pros. Uh, that's the accuracy challenge. And, and when you go to their site, um, you see now there's like 200 plus people who rank on their site. Um, that's the ECR, that, that collection of rankings that you see. Uh, it's the consensus rankings. And so I got included. And then the very next year, I get an email in the preseason saying that I finished in the top 10 for the 2016 draft rankings. And I was like, whoa, wait, what? Okay. So like it just started snowballing from there. And then, you know, more and more people were interested in, in starting to write for the site and just getting more writers, more content, more, you know, visibility. Ended up doing really well in the in the weekly rankings in 2019 and 2020, finished top five. Um, I've been inside the top 20, top 15 since then, finished number two last year in the draft rankings. So done pretty well. Um, I've done well in the baseball ones as well. Um, so 
just so that's how my name got known. I feel like, um, but you know, we, we've got a lot of other things over there. Fancy six pack too. So uh, it's not just the rankings. It's, it's a whole bunch of other things. Yeah. So. so I'm on the website right now. Like you said, there's a lot of other things. And if I'm someone, uh, let's let's take okay. I'm in the website and I'm thinking about kind of joining in. This is at fantasy six pack dot net for the listener of the show. Uh, what do you recommend for someone that wants to navigate through your site just to get a general feel of what you're all about? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously you can go to the plans page and it kind of gives you a breakdown of, of what comes with the memberships. So we do sell memberships now, um, the rankings and, and some of the, the more premium content, like our DFS projections and our, we have a stacking tool and some of our betting and DFS articles around the paywall. We've got a couple, you know, some, some of our, some of our redraft and our dynasty, articles baseball and football are behind the paywall as well a lot of the a lot of the content is free though so if you want to get a taste you know of like start sit articles or well actually <laughs> I don't have them on paywall too i forget now uh so we you know but we do have a, a good bit of free content so you can feel free to, to browse around look at everything if you do want access to these rankings um you know that that have won us awards and then you know, you, you do have to become a member and, you know, it's, it's pretty cheap. Um, it includes all the sports. So it's not just football for whatever. So if you play all the sports, you play basketball, you play hockey, uh, it comes with our discord as well, where you can get direct access to all of us and, you know, ask, ask questions directly about your league. Um, we've got guys over there, Chris Robin, uh, Detroit beastie on, 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 uh, Twitter. We got Dave Eddy, uh, we've got, you know, Mark Strasberg, we've got Alan Sandage, we've got Keith Fleming, all giving fantastic DFS and betting advice. And I mean, honestly, 10 bucks a month, these guys are paying for your membership and more because they're winning you money on FanDuel, DraftKings, wherever you, wherever you put in the, you know, the money for that kind of stuff each and every week. I mean, just to let you know, like I don't play a lot of DFS cause I don't have time for it. Cause I'm, I'm so sucked into everything else on the site and all my redraft rankings. Dave posted like a list of players, his, his player pool for week three in DFS. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, I've actually got a couple hours. I actually planned ahead this week for once. So I jumped in, looked at his player pool, was like, okay, bang, 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 put in a lineup, put in like, you know, 30 bucks worth of lineups and um, doubled my money. Just like that. I mean, just so quick and easy. Um, I mean, and, and, you know, it's look, it's not going to be every week because nobody's going to ever be 100% right. But I mean, they've been right three out of four weeks so far this year. So I mean, that's, that's pretty good. So, uh, you know, you can, you can make up the money for the, uh, the subscription just by listening to those guys. And then hopefully, you know, me and me and the rest of the, the kind of redraft focus guys can help you win your, your championships, which, you know, we all know are dear, dear, uh, dear to our hearts, you know, when it comes down to it, we all want to be our <laughs> right. friends. And uh, so the <laughs> listener of the show that's um, checking this out, so you go to just subscribe up there and then that's where the plans page is. And I see that you have, so the monthly, or yep. then you can get like maybe a discount if you purchase at three months, six months, or a year long at a time. Now, how does that work for the, the yep, listener? Absolutely. They just they just get access straight to six months and then they have to resubscribe for another six or then they get to choose after that time frame uh no so it'll um it, it actually auto renews so you'd have to cancel if you don't want it um but uh yeah i mean and you know during the years during the 
the year, we will offer some promo codes. Uh, we don't have anything going on right now. It's, you know, it's week four of the NFL season. Uh, you know, baseball's done. Uh, basketball and hockey isn't really anything that's driving memberships right now. So uh, we don't even really put the, the content behind the paywall for those. Uh, but, uh, you know, once, once baseball gets big, gets back up and, and going here, you know, or early next year, we'll probably throw out another promo code for that. Um, you know, we might have something kind of mid season for football to kind of get some people in with DFS, uh, that, that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, always look out to our Twitter at fantasy six pack, uh, all spelled out. Um, you know, that's, that's where you'll find the promo right, codes. Perfect. And again, so because this is the full swing of fantasy football, we're only going into week five here pretty soon. Actually, we have to take a look and see if Russell Wilson's done me any good. And hopefully for you, like I said, it's, you know, I'm, I'm okay with if it's not to DK Metcalf, as long as it's, and you can have uh KJ, uh, KJ Walker, you can have Walker go ahead and get it. That's fine. But uh, as we get into the uh, part where the person that's listening, they're like, I'm really thinking this is cool. I kind of want to follow these dudes other than just uh, through maybe go to their website. You kind of head out the Twitter handle, but like, what's the best way for someone to get in contact with you if they want to? Yeah. I mean, honestly, the best way is, uh, is on Twitter. So my, my, my Twitter handle is at F the number six P underscore Joe. Um, or you can, you know, you can try it through the, uh, the, the site's Twitter, but I, I honestly, I don't run that one. My, myself personally i do get notifications for it but i don't i don't pay that close of attention to it so you'd be better off just hitting me up personally um you could also jump into our discord um it is free we have some free channels where you know we are having a lot of discussions you know throwing some news out some some tips and advice here and there um so that's fantasy sixpack.net slash discord and then obviously if you know if you want to become a member uh, you'll get access to those premium channels where you can, you know, really get the nitty gritty d- advice that that you're gonna want. You know, your your specific trades, your specific waiver wire questions, your specific lineup questions that week, um, all the DFS and, and the betting advice that these guys are throwing out. That that's where you get access to that. And that dude, I mean, that's price of admission <laughs> right there. I mean. <laughs> That's worth okay, it. Okay, so the person that might be listening to this show, this is a podcast part of what we call the Sports History Network. Um, it has a lot of uh, other shows on the network that are all sports history related. So the demographic and the listener might not know what this term Discord means. Could you maybe explain to them a little bit of what this tool is and how they could utilize it? Yeah, so Discord's a uh, just like an online, basically like a chat server, really. Um, and, you know, it's... I, I, you go in there's there's different servers um out there for you know multiple reasons and but you know my site has one uh, a bunch of other fantasy sites have have their own and you know they run it however they run it um but you jump in and then there's different like rooms that you can go into different, they call them channels. So if you think of like old chat rooms, right? <laughs> For that kind of thing, it would be like a room, but these are, they're called channels. And so you go into like, you know, we've got one for like football general chat, right? And so you just go into the football general chat. We post it like injury updates and kind of how that's going to affect the lineups and things like that. And, you know, we're, you know, we're just, you know, sometimes, you know, we just have fun in there too. You know, we'll just chat about the games and just react and, you know, just stuff like that. And so, um, it's a good time. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. It's like the old school, like chat rooms and stuff like that. And you know, just community be able yeah, to kinda. get there. Uh, what about, so if the mm-hmm. listener 
does have some kind of keen interest into possibly maybe seeing about if they'd be able to write for your site. Is there any kind of application process or is it something where it's just you reach out to them only? Uh, so we currently don't have any openings right now, but we do have an application uh, that that um, it's closed right now. But we usually do have um, a page. It's fantasysixpack.net slash apply. Um, and then if, if the application is open, then the, you'll see the, the form there. So it's a Google form. And then I'm usually one to kind of write back and, and respond that way. Okay. And the, you mentioned earlier the fantasy pros. I kind of skipped or glazed over this, but as you had, I mean, that's a re- one reason why we talked about having you on the show anyways, is your success. And then that's how you kind of fell into this whole setting your own, or I guess really launching the website more so and everything. Uh, the fantasy pros rankings itself or like when you when you or whoever puts in the rankings what's either your superpower or really more so i'm trying to get an angle of uh, tips you can give somebody when they're trying to create their own rankings in their head yeah so i'll be honest when i first did it um it was a lot of just my gut feel um i just kind of went through i mean obviously i'm doing research I'm, i'm looking at you know points allowed points scored by the player you know that kind of stuff and you know you just kind of have a general knowledge of the game and so i was putting my own rankings together that way um i did that for years it was just a lot of gut and feel a lot of research a lot of you know hearing what's going on a lot of you know reacting to injuries and, and that kind of thing um my process has been you know streamlined a little bit more at this point um improved i i think <laughs> um where I am incorporating some projections. Um, and then, you know, from there is kind of where I have kind of my, my gut and my instinct kind of play, you know, there. Um, and then, um, but yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing for me, and, and I tell this to everybody who writes for me, who wants to be included in the rankings on our site is it's a grind. Like you have to stay on top of the news. You've got to update the rankings, not only because if you want to do well in the accuracy challenge, right? Um, you can't be leaving injured players in your rankings. You can't not, you know, you can't, you know, not take out uh, or, or drop somebody in the rankings who is, you know, potentially not going to play a full slew of snaps, right? Because they've been passing the death chart. Like you've got to be able to recognize those types of things. Right. And then it's not just like, okay, so, you know, receiver a is out, right? So let's say next week, right. Let's say Mike Evans is out, right. Because he just, you know, pulled his hamstring or whatever. Let's say he misses next week. Right. Obviously Godwin gets a boost, but who else gets a boost, right? It's not just one guy. Right. And so, you know, same thing with an injury, right? You know, like on Sunday morning at 1130 p.m. Eastern time or a.m. Eastern time when, when the injuries come out. Right. Guy who is questionable is scratch inactive. Right. It's not usually just one guy who gets affected. Right. It's not just you take that player out and you're good. It's who's the next man up. How far are they? Like it's not a one to one replacement usually either. So it's you've got to figure out, OK, Who's, who's the main beneficiary and then who are all the secondary beneficiaries or does the quarterback take a hit because they're missing their number one receiver now, that kind of thing. So it's, it's, it's a lot of moving pieces and you've really got to think about everything when it comes down to it. And really it is just staying on top of it. I mean, I, I know 
I know a lot of people who are in the accuracy challenge who I know are smarter than what their accuracy ranking shows them to be, but they're just not, they're just not on top of their rankings. They just don't update them often enough. And so their, their ranking, their accuracy ranking is, is crummy. Um, but I respect their opinion. I know they're smart guys. Um, but they just they just don't put the time into the ranking. So if you really want to be good at it, you got to put in the effort. If you just want to be, you know, part of the process and have your name on Fantasy Pros, then okay, I guess it'll be there. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. I mean, so someone that listened to that, they're like, I like the way that he broke that down and he gave some advice to me. And there are other ways to consume your content by listening to you or seeing your beautiful face. What else do we have as far as availability by media? <laughs> Yeah, so we uh, I do a podcast on Thursday nights uh, at 9.30 Eastern Time. Uh, the Fantasy Six Pack Hour, my co-host is AJ Applegarth. Uh, producer is Mike LaPlante. Um, we usually bring in some some guests every week to, to help us out. During the season, we break down rankings, you know, via some start-sit questions that our producer kind of comes up with, you know, that are, you know, kind of interesting ones like, oh, you know, these ECRs are, you know, these, these consensus rankings are pretty close for these guys. And so, you know, who would you pick between, between the two? And it kind of gives you a little in, a little insight into some of my rankings, even though they are behind the paywall. Um, and then, you know, we go over news, you know, big news for the week type of things and, and kind of react to that. Um, so that, that, that's where you could typically find me, uh, during, during the season and, and during the off season, and, you know, elsewhere. All right. Perfect. So as we, uh, get close to ending here, that DeLorean that I pointed to back way back there, I'd do better if I had it in front of you, you get to take this one to the future this time. It's going to be five, 10. I'm not putting a number on it. You get to go in the future sometime and either give to me something that you would like to see in fantasy football or NFL or something that you predict is going to happen that's inevitably going to, you know, a change that we can't get out of the way of? Um, Something in fantasy. Um, I, man, it's, it's, there's something, there's definitely something in baseball that I would go like ahead and see, hit that, but, hit um, that on I'll, here. That's fine. We're, well, so, so for fantasy baseball, the thing I really want to see is a a more standardized like so so in baseball there's 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 head to head categories and there's rotisserie categories for people who who know what that is but then there's points leagues I would love to see a very standardized points system almost to the same you know thing with like IDP like for football um, IDP leagues is all over the place because the scoring for IDP is just one league will have five points for a tackle. One league will have three. One league will have one point for a tackle. You know, like three points for a sack, five points for a sack. It's all over the place. So it's like, it's impossible to like, uh, you know, give it's, it. It's really hard to give advice for an IDP league and a, and a fantasy baseball points league for the same reason. So I would love to see like a more standardized kind of, kind of thing there with, with, with both of those. Okay, so you did bring it back to football. So we have something there, you know, for a fantasy <laughs> a football bit. show. Even though I don't play IDP, but uh, we are we are jumping in. We we've we've brought that to the to the forefront on our site this this year. I so. haven't been able to play an IDP in quite some time. When I ran my own league, we turned it into an IDP league, and I loved it. I mean, it was just that extra added wrinkle, especially no matter what side of the ball was playing and everything when you're watching the game. But uh, I'd also like to see, similar to the old school baseball, I mean, I'm sure they have it now probably with the rotisserie, but 
kind of like some kind of rotisserie style for football. And I'm sure it's out there, but not like mainstream. I kind of like to see that more. I have heard of it before. Um, I think that's tough only because not every player can get you stats in every category. Like at least in baseball, you have, you know, you've got your pitchers and you've got your hitters, right? And so all your hitters can contribute to all hitting categories and all your pitchers can contribute to all your hitting categories or your pitching categories. But in, in, in football, like let's be real quarterbacks aren't catching the ball. Right. So like, and it, it that's, that's hard. And, and your other players aren't throwing the ball, you know, you're going to get a, a random, like, you know, running back pass or receiver pass every now and then, but that's hard. You know, that I think rotisserie football is, is a really hard one for me to, to, wrap my head that's around. a good point to bring up it's almost like you'd have to have additional type of key contributing factors that you know indicators that lead to the outcome of a successful game besides just like what our standard scoring is for fantasy football and and that kind of thing so yeah that's yeah. a that's a good way to put it um what about now we're gonna really get you zooming on out of here but what we want you to do is give the listener of the show last words of we're gonna call it fantasy football knowledge nuggets but it's like through the lens of somebody who kind of fell into this whole creating fantasy football content and advice their tips whatever it is you may give to the person that's like i kind of want to do that but i just don't know how to jump into the water for first off just just you just got to do it man you, you just whoever is out there guy girl just just try right uh apply to many different places help start your own site Right. Write your own stuff, at least to have samples. Um, just the, the one thing I would say, especially now, like, you know, I've, I've gone through the years of, you know, where there weren't as many sites out there. Um, if you really want to try to hook onto one of these bigger sites, you have to be able to write well. You have to be able to pay attention to detail. You know, silly things like you cannot misspell players' names right. <laughs> You're wrong. Like you, you just cannot do stuff like that. You will immediately just like if you send me a writing sample and it's got a misspelled player name, you're probably not getting the job, and you're probably not getting the job anywhere else. Uh, it's just you know that that's what it is. You want to write for your own site and misspell some some player names. You know, that kind of stuff. Like, look, a little grammar stuff here and there, whatever. Like, that's what editors are for. Um, but, you know, you, you've got to pay attention to detail and look, learn your craft, learn what you're good at and and just run with it. You know, if you're a podcast guy, learn it. Learn what works. Learn the technology. Um, if you're a writer, um, learn what, you know, search engine optimization. You know, learn how this stuff ultimately become successful. Don't just expect to write a blog, write, write an article and just have it show up and get, you know, 10,000 views. It doesn't work like that. You have to learn how people will actually find it. What works, what doesn't put in the, put in the effort. And believe me, if people recognize that you're putting in that effort, they will be paying attention to you. There you go. Just try it. Go out there do something and apply to some places, start your own site, whatever it is. Really make sure you're holding on on your craft though. Spelling players' names right, learning how to write well, everything else that comes along with putting something into a professional 
public space. And speaking of the grind and sweating it, we talked about how we're in the middle of watching the Seahawks game scores and Joe needed Walker to score more than Metcalf, but I needed a total of 18 points between Jason Myers and Gino. This is in my main league, mind you not. Then we keep the interview going. I look at the box score after our interview, only to find out Gino Smith is hurt. Halftime in a locker room. Then he comes back. He's in the lineup. Throws a touchdown. Then as I was writing this outline right here for the outro, I have then dot, 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 because I didn't know what it was going to be because I was still in the middle of it before the game ends. Of course, Geno Smith, Jason Myers scores another field goal, but then yours truly loses by like three or four points. Fantasy football, man. It's why we love to hate to love this game about a game. Love to hate to love this game about a game, folks. Speaking of this game, I love hearing about the origin stories of the people in the industry, and I hope you do too. If you enjoyed this show, well, I mean, sure, I got to ask you to go ahead and share this episode with your friend, match that little subscribe, follow button on your podcast player of choice, where you get to how to specialize out the press episodes, you know, rate and review your app of choice. Just gave you a whole lot of calls to action there. But all that stuff, mind you not, what I really want you to do is I want you to reach out to us kind of give me a little bit of feedback. You can go to the contact page at fantasyfootballoriginstories.com or even hit me up on Twitter X, X Twitter, whichever one it is. The handle is FHDude, standing for the Football History Dude, the namesake of the first podcast that I started only here on the Sports History Network. But for now, dude, I'm through if you're through. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fantasy Football Origin Stories. To make sure you're the first to get the next episode, please make sure to mash that little subscribe or follow button on your podcast player of choice, then head over to the website for the show notes and more fantasy football origin stories. That's at fantasyfootballoriginstories.com. And remember, dudes, where we're going, we don't need roads. Ah!